came for Rowdy Yates. Throw that wagon train out west, right along its center state. Cross the high plains of Kansas to the Colorado line. Spent a lot of sleepless nights round the campfire. They had mountains on their minds. Well, those high plains people, they're different somehow. Spend your love leading into a hard wind. I guess you're less likely to take a bow. All these stories buried out here, they're calling to me. Or like the earthquakes in California, like the dirt back in Tennessee. I got a silver back. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is counting down every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. Um, after last week's review of Jazz Fest, we are circling back to our alphabetical countdown. And joining me, as always, Freshly rested now, after your trip to New Orleans, my wonderful friend, my wonderful sister in all things Hyatt, Sylvan Groff. Thank you, Jesse. I'm so glad to not have to monopolize the conversation. And you were so kind to let me basically gather you all in the basement and have me play a slideshow of my vacation <laughs> in that cruel way of, look at all the fun I had. And <laughs> That is, it was actually, it was a lot of fun. I hope everyone listened to it. There was some great stories from the trip. Yeah, I normally, I don't get to talk to someone after my Springsteen show. I just talk directly to the camera and do a monologue. So it was, I think it, that's got to be more, this is more entertaining you and I having a discussion along with our special guest, Chris. And coming behind the curtain, our good friend Mike, who normally, you know, stays low key, but he uh, he made a wonderful appearance to helping out. So shout out to Mike, and I appreciate all his help. All right. So Sylvan, now that we're back on our alphabetical countdown, we have a song circle back. You want to give us a little facts? Just the facts. Just the facts about Circle Back. This was from the album Beneath This Gruff Exterior, which was released May 6, 2003. It was the first album released on New West Records. It was also included in the compilation called Here to Stay, the best of from 2000 to 2012, which was released in May 2013. So depending on how you're looking at it, it's either 10 or 20 years ago that this song was released. There was also... No, no covers that I could find, which is unfortunate, but also makes sense because it does tell, I think, a very personal story, which we'll get into when we get into the lyrics. But there was a live version that I found on YouTube, which was from the AVO Session Basel, an indoor music festival, which takes place every October, November in Switzerland. If anyone wants to check that out, it's definitely a great live version. Unfortunately, this, like so many, was on set list for a while and has since faded. I don't know live since, let's say, 2006. But it's a great song, and I can't wait to talk to you about it, Jesse. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, too. So let's take a quick break here. We'll be back in just a moment. 
and we'll start breaking down lyric by lyric. Good deal. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, we are back and joining us as we are going on the wagon train to the West is the man behind all the great sounds of this podcast, my buddy, Mike. Mike, welcome to the podcast again. Thank you so much. Mike, forgive us our sins that you must edit out. And thank you yes. for each one. Yeah. So I, I wasn't sure if Mike was going to join us and... During the commercial break, he said, hey, I've been listening to this song for uh, on repeat. Yeah, so Uh, I have stuff to say. It's not really that I have stuff to say, but I did the homework and I did the homework for seven hours. (laughs) Not that it's a it's not a bad again. I can listen to any song, whatever. But it's one of those things where if I'm going to be on a podcast, whether it's my own or whatever, I go into it doing that Normally, we end up recording somewhere between 9 and 10 p.m. Eastern time, which usually ends up, we end up stopping at time yeah. because that's just, we we record long shows. And sometimes we record multiple shows, like more than two a night. Usually in the morning, I will do all my prep and whatever for whatever is going to happen that night. And 
I was like, okay, circle back. Okay. And I actually have a playlist now of all the songs that you guys are going to be doing and adding them as I go along. But right now I've got seven of them in there. I got to take a couple of them out since they've already been done. So that way I know the song and I know maybe what I want to put in as the beginning part of the episode or the end or the whatever, whatever. So I'm sitting here and I'm listening to circle back and I'm like, okay, I like this. And like I mentioned in last week's episode, however long his career has been, Sylvan will tell us in a moment, 40, 50, 60, whatever, how many years that John Hyatt's been doing music that I want to say since the late seventies, early seventies. So yeah, 50 years. Yeah, about, about 50 years, five decades of music from John Hyatt. That's awesome. The man seems to have never changed as far as his voice, as far as the way he sings the song. Yes, certain tempos and things like that change, but take a drink. And I'm sorry, Jesse, I'm really sorry, but you might have to get drunk when I say this because 1974 Bruce does not sound anything like 2021 Bruce. agree with that. His voice has definitely changed. If you listen to Sure As I'm Sitting Here and then you listen to Circle Back, mm-hmm. there's a difference. But, but overall, the bones are there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Overall, though, it's not like a radical change. Yes, the man has aged, obviously, in 50 years. Same thing with Bruce. Same thing with all of us. But the thing is that when I've been editing Jesse's other show and I've been getting all... I'm starting to get YouTube notifications. YouTube- recommendations for every single bruce live show now yes absolutely so when i when i find a clip from say kitty's back or not it's not dancing in the the no not the streets driving in the streets or dancing in the street whatever the streets so whatever the racing so racing in the streets that's what it is so when i hear that in 75 and then i find one from like 2017 or 20 i'm like wow bruce has really let his voice go over the last 40 years i think there's a lot of mileage in what i'm curious about and we'll get back to circle back in a moment bruce has definitely changed his style of music when he writes and I I would argue John has two, though mm-hmm. there is some consistency to John's often. But yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, you, you we're guys glad you're mentioned, here. Yeah, exactly. You guys mentioned a song from 2010. I forget which one. It was one of the B's or whatever. And then one from 2021. I listened to both of those songs and I'm like, yeah, the guy has aged. Yeah, he's changed. But this is the state sound the same. Maybe I'm going deaf. I'm already blind. I might know. as well go deaf. <laughs> no. So I, I had not spent a lot of time with this song. I liked it a lot. I think this is a really a fun rocker. It's very up-tempo. It is very energetic. Um, I would see, I would want this as, a, as something that stays in the set list, maybe not every night, but I would want this if you're wanting a nice up-tempo mid-set list to get the people up and moving. I think yeah. this would be on the rotation. How about you, Sylvan? I agree. It's a great little seat boogie for those of us who don't actually want to stand up and dance. Sonny Landreth playing that guitar is just so energetic and happy. And not to jump too far ahead by talking about the lyrics. I, from the moment I got my hands on this and Beneath This Graphic Stereo was actually the first album that I got an advanced copy from John's Record Company. And I was so excited about it. It came without any liner notes. 
So I sat down and wrote out all the lyrics by hand, which was especially hard in this because he made some cultural references that went straight over my head until I could actually look them up by having them written out. And it is a song that I think very few artists can write and perform, which is maybe why there weren't any covers, about looking back on your life and feeling great joy in parenthood. It's one of, I think, the best John as a dad song, which mm-hmm. means a lot to me for all the things that we were talking about the last, the Jazz Fest recap. So Circle Back has always been a personal favorite. And I also, when I first listened to it and I put it on my car radio as I was driving along and he gets to certain lyrics, I was screaming at the top of my lungs, you go, Georgia, you go, Lily. And it feels like a welcome invitation into celebrating these moments that he talks about. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, Orson Welles said that the greatest uh, director of all times, his top three were John Ford and John Ford. And the reason (laughs) I'm bringing this up is we start with a Ward Bond reference and he was one of the John Ford players. If you've ever watched any of John Ford's movies, if you look a picture of him, you go, oh yeah, that guy. He is, was in the, he did, I know he was Wagon in Train. Wagon Train. That was his TV show, but he, he plays a part in The Quiet Man, Fort Apache, The Searchers, all kinds of, he, he plays, and According to Wikipedia, which we know is never wrong, he was usually typecast as either the good-natured sheriff or the horrible villain. He played both extremes. Yeah, so I'll start us off. Ward Bond was his sidekick, Rowdy Yates, drove that wagon trail out west right along the interstate. Crossed the high plains of Kansas to the Colorado line, spent a lot of sleepless nights around the campfire. They had mountains on their mind. Immediately, we're on a journey, and we're talking about, we're bringing back nostalgia. The I recognized the word bond, but I immediately had, I Googled it just in case. I'm like, I know that name. I know that name. And then when you see it, you go, oh yeah, this is the guy. And his last role was on TV show Wagon Train. He led the Wagon Train, was heading west. Sylvan, thoughts? Then we'll get to you, Mike. Um, I also had to look up Wikipedia, which I wish had existed in a form similar to this when the album first came out. I just can't get over the warm and fuzzy of knowing that Ward Bond also played Bert the Cop in It's a Wonderful Life and all those little trivias of the fact that supposedly Bert and Ernie, the Sesame Street characters, were named after her and from It's a Wonderful Life, which reminds me of something else that I'm going to bring up later. Sometimes it doesn't have to be true to be a good story. But I no, understand. no, no, I, I understand. I do not believe that, though. I think um, so. By the way, he also was in, he, um, he did, yeah, It Happened One Night was also another Capra film he was in. Yeah, that's great. I, I have to throw this out there because it's in my brain. And if I don't say it, it's gonna—it's a wonderful life. I could never get past the title. Why? <laughs> no, no, it's a—it's—it's it's a line from an episode of Batman the Animated Series with Kevin Conroy voicing Batman. Kevin passed away a, a year or so ago. Yeah, and 
yeah, I've seen that movie, but that for me, that movie is so. Oh. <laughs> oh. My wife does not. And like how long movie. have you been a member of Al Qaeda, Mike? Honey, honey, yeah, I know, right? Uh-huh. By the no, way, sorry. other trivia as we get back of the hundred years hundred movie list, the AFI, a Bond appears in the cast more than any other actor. So he was in It Happened One Night, Bringing a Baby, Gone with the Wind, Grapes of Wrath, The Maltese Falcon, It's a Wonderful Life, and The Search. Very cool. So, yeah, All right. Pretty, well, pretty cool. I, I did right, have so. a purpose for bringing up Bert and Ernie, the Sesame Street character, because I also wanted to point out that just today I found out that the Muppet band Electric Mayhem is coming up with an album for the first time. And they are covering John's Have a Little Faith in Me. What? All episodes are currently on Disney+. Plus. They just released it, the show, where they show you about them going through and making the album and all this and all that. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to listen to the Electric Mayhem version of Have a Little Faith. Already up on YouTube, too. Yeah. (laughs) We may have to do a special episode where we just break down that song before it gets to that point in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) All right. Uh, So sorry for those tangents. No. Any Mike, first verse lyrics. First verse lyrics. Like you said, it's a journey. It's a road trip. It's a this, it's a that. He's he as in the character of the song is going somewhere with whomever maybe he's just with himself or whatever maybe he's doing this whole self-exile thing who knows but he's going on a trip and it's interesting of the oregon trail through line he's taking of kansas to colorado to all these places and it's like sylvan said it is a fun fun song yeah there's something i've often said that i wish i had the technical knowledge of music to explain what i feel when i hear the notes and what the instrumentation is doing there is something kind of circular and a movement of coming back to a point that you want to spin around and dance but it's very fun very very fun yes I love this. And we go back the next verse, right? These high plains people, they're different somehow. You spent your life learning, leaning into a hard wind. I guess you're less likely to take a bow. All these stories buried out there, they're calling to me like the earthquakes in California, like the hills back in Tennessee. Mike, thoughts? <laughs> I'm a little distracted because I've just found the soundtrack to Muppets Mayhem. <laughs> no, again, you're like you said, and like I said, it's life leaning into a hard wind. You've spent your life le- like how we all have troubling times. We all go through struggles. We all go th- like I've had as of this recording, four different friends tell me four horrible things that they're going through. And I'm just like, I wish there was something I could do for you. I wish there was a way that I could help you not to be going through this. And you see a lyric like, like I said, you spent your life leaning into a hard wind. It's like when that winds up, when that winds up against basically the front of you instead of the back blowing you along yeah you are less likely to take a bow because you have to face you have to face that head on and all these stories buried out here like how many stories do we all have no matter how old that's the thing about life is that it we all have our own different stories again the song is setting you up for 
what the chorus is, which we'll get to. The fact that he wants to go back. The fact that I think the only one, the only line of the song that all these stories are buried out here. They're calling to me. Okay, I get that. Like the earthquakes in California. Why are the earthquakes dialing your phone number? Please, no. What? We, as a reminder, uh, put Adios California on pause because it is going to be so intense for us to talk about. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of a reference to that tragedy in there. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like if it's a, and that's fine. You can reference things and it's, you know, all that, but it just, if this person's on a journey, I'm like, why would earthquakes calling you that? I'm nitpicking, I know. If I can give my two cents. Sure. To me, this is having a very specific example stand for a much broader concept of the idea that our environment shapes who we are. And John has lived both in California and Tennessee. And I knew it's a very personal song. John is always trying to say that all of his songs are fiction and characters in the songs are not him. I think also invitation for everyone to think about wherever you grow up, wherever you choose, which are two very different environments that are going to make your person of your life. Both of those things are going to make your personality more than you realize. And the wind is a great example. I when I listen to this, I think about the fact that I pulled up from suburban Massachusetts and went out to live in the hills of Vermont. I went from a town of tens of thousands of people to 500 people. And that line about their difference somehow resonates so much for me because it's about making the choice and deciding that things are going to be a little harder, but you're willing to take the harder for the opportunities that grant. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Again, like I said, I'm being a little nitpick, but I'm being a little too literal about it. Just in the song, listening to it, it it, it adds to the song from, but just looking at the lyric, it's, huh? <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, to me, this is very much them going that the High Plains people, they're different somehow. And your life learning in a hard win, I do think that is, he is talking about the experiences he had or this singer has had with that all these stories buried out here, the calmness, the serenity of the hills back in Tennessee with the earthquakes and the idea of the turmoil living in California, that that give and take of that. And I think that goes back to when he says, I've got to circle back, touch something near find out which way to go to get on out of here. I lost my thread. I've lost some time for it takes a lot of ground for me to change my mind. So to me, his experiences are going that knees. Okay, I've got to circle back. I've got to get back to who I am. Who do I want to be? And to, I lost my thread. You, you get the image of a fairy tale where the golden thread leading you back home safely and uh, and I've lost some time either by making bad choices or do, uh, doing in unproductive things and then it takes a lot of ground for you to change my mind almost this stubbornness in this idea that it 
this journey he's taking on because we go back to the beginning with the journey that he has to go that that ability to change where he's going what he's doing sylvan agreed and uh i lost my thread lost some that idea that sometimes your life gets off track and all of a sudden you you blink and you look back and you say this is not my beautiful house this is not my beautiful wife whatever of this wasn't the way that I wanted to go and I need to find a way to bring myself to the values of who I wanted to be which the line about it takes a lot of ground for me to change my mind you have to keep on going down the round wrong track for a while before you can circle back and get on the right one it's not like you can make a hard stop in the middle of your life and jump over and whether it's a career a relationship the place that you're living any of those things you have to rewind and try again yeah absolutely and as we mentioned earlier about how various people end up you know in certain situations in their life not Later this year, it'll be two years, but two years ago, unexpectedly, I lost my wife. So then I I was, so Karen and I, I shared this with you guys on, on Drive, people on the in the podcast listening sphere and on the audio people will hear it, but the video people, you won't see the document. But how I met Karen was in 2017, how does anybody meet anybody? You meet them online. You don't meet them in person. You don't meet them in, who the hell goes to a bar anymore to meet? <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other podcast. And I wanted my online profile to be as specific and as all-encompassing. I filled out over 150 questions on this thing. I had 35, 40, 50 plus pages. And she and I found each other. We started talking. We, whatever, a month later, we met in person. We bonded over a lot of things. But one of the things we bonded over was just looking at real estate we weren't like in a position to buy anything i've been watching house hunter since god knows how long and we went into this house in, in louisville kentucky at the time and we weren't sure if i was moving to chicago or if she was we were we just weren't sure what was going to happen and we toured this house she liked the porch she, it was a split level home it was all hardwood and everything else upstairs and all the main areas carpet in the bedrooms all that stuff so she we liked the upstairs we she liked the enclosed porch, she's like, oh, this would be a nice office because it's an enclosed, you know, full window, not necessarily greenhouse. And the split level basement with fully finished basement on, I'd say probably half of it was finished basement. The other half was just for all the mechanicals and whatever else. We looked at the basement rooms. I'm like, oh, okay, we're about to go back upstairs to leave the tour. We're standing there in the basement in front of the, because this house had two giant fireplaces, one upstairs, one downstairs. And I just looked around, I looked at her, and literally my life flashed before my eyes September 8th, 2017. I saw the next 50 years of my life. Mm -hmm. I knew we were going to be together. I knew we were going to get married. I knew this and this. I'll spare the details of the struggles, but it's one of those things where I literally, I've never had a moment like that ever. Four months later, we ended up getting married. We ended up doing a whole bunch of other stuff. We ended up buying real estate in a different part of Illinois and whatever else. And her ultimate goal was she wanted to be on the Oregon coast because of my disabilities, which I showed off last week, my cerebral palsy. I'm like, look, I need to be in some sort of city that has, doesn't have to be Boston or whatever. It doesn't have to be huge, but it has to be large enough where 
it's not going to take an ambulance 45 minutes to an hour to get to me if I've fallen and I can't get up. Anybody out there remember those commercials besides us? I don't think so. Yes, we do. Be- that's what I'm saying. Besides us. They're living um, in for me. <laughs> <laughs> we had four and a half great years. Her health started declining and they were going to do a bunch of stuff, but it would take too long and the lists are too long for things. And she ended up passing away un- unexpectedly. And um, reminds me of all the times that we just kept, no matter what it was, we just kept going. We just, we, I'm a bull in a china shop. I'm six one. I'm six, I'm 500 and something pounds. Like my delicacies, delicacies left me like, you don't want, you want to put me around tchotchkes because they won't last kind of thing. So I'm one of those people where I'm plowing through whatever I have to do to get whatever done, I will get it done. It might take a little time at this point, but it'll get done kind of thing. And circle back reminds me of those hard times at the end there where I'm just like, okay, step up. Like you've said before, Jesse, 90, 10, 10, 90, all that in, you know, relationships and marriage and everything else. And after she was gone, my whole life changed because she's no longer here. I'm out in Vancouver, Washington, which wasn't even where like she like, again, we never even actually got to the coast because we left Illinois, December of 2019. What happened in January and February of 2020? The world shut down. We never got to the coast. She never got to see the coast one more time because of obviously the pandemic. Luckily, neither of us ever got COVID. Thank God. But it's just one of those things where, okay, I'm now by myself. How am I going? What am I going to do? Because I couldn't afford it in Washington. It's it just as much as I loved it out there, it was too expensive. So a bunch of people helped a lot of my friends, a lot of my family, everybody helped out, everybody donated. And I ended up moving across the country from Indiana in 2022. And now we're in 23. I'm about a month away from celebrating one year living where I'm living now. And it's like, I'm circling back to what I know, what I not necessarily be. See, I, I always feel like there's a difference in being by yourself, being alone and being lonely. Those three things, there's a key difference. I don't mind being by myself. I feel lonely at times. Yeah, sure. Cause she's not here anymore, but at the same time being alone or being by myself or not like, this is what I do this whole podcasting thing. This makes me feel not being alone because Mm -hmm. I'm with people, I'm talking to people, I'm interviewing people, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. But those moments when I'm not doing this or when I'm not doing something else, crap, I wish she was still here, but I have to press on and I have to go. So again, I'm circling back to the whole thing of I have to live my life. And the thing about the song is the story is that this, whoever this person is and whoever the whatever... I've never had kids. I'm never, my biggest thing about not having kids is I am not passing this crap onto anybody. It's just not, I don't know if it's hereditary. I have no clue. And I never want to find out because I don't want my kid, if I ever had one, which I'll plans at this point, I'm too old. Take a drink, Jesse. I'm too old now. (laughs) (laughs) But it's one of those things where it's, I have to go back to what I know or go back to where I was, not necessarily where I was before I met Karen, but get back into those habits of just 
being on a road that I don't know, I didn't know where I was going to end up. I applied to a whole bunch of various housing places or else. And it is what it is. And getting back to the song, it's like, it's kind of like that. that uh, I thought I was out, but they pulled me back in. Mm-hmm. Sure. Thank you for sharing so, all that. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you very much. Sylvan, you want to read the next section of lyrics? Yes, we got through the chorus, correct? Yes, 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 we did. It's 99 in Topeka. The wind is blowing hot, blowing through my oldest daughter's hair with everything else I forgot. I drove her out to college and drove back through an empty space, thinking back to when she was a baby, trying hard to see that face. And uh, as I said, I, I loved cheering. You go read that because she was the daughter who asked for her brother's hamster to burn in hell and here she is going to college how can we not all feel a little bit of parental pride in that and going along in that journey and she is also the daughter who lost her mother as a very young baby so that image of the wind blowing through her hair which I imagine was very similar to her mother's bringing back those memories and then drove back through an empty space thinking back to when she was a baby, trying hard to see that face. I also made a decision not to have children because I didn't want to pass on my depression to another reasons, but that was a big part of it. So I can't quite relate to what it's like to have that empty nest that we hear so much about usually in joking manner that like, oh, they're empty nesters. They get to have fun again. But I really appreciate how John talks about the loss, that the memories are still there, but you have to try hard to yeah. think about this person that you've loved and cared for and grown into a full human being and love. Like, I, I will never know what that's, and I'm okay with that. I've made my peace with it, but I love how he's captured that emotion in these very simple things. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, I have had that wonderful experience of my son graduating from high school. And in his case, he had to start school the next day. His Mm. graduation was Monday night and he started the summer class, had to be there at nine o'clock Tuesday morning. Um, We, so we drove there and we dropped him off. And then we, you, the whole Walmart runs that you go to visit your kid and you're taking your your child and their roommate out to dinner because they tell you one of the things they tell you is take your your child's roommate to dinner so that when their parents come they'll take your kid out to dinner unfortunately our Chris had a roommate from China so their <laughs> parents never visited but we ended up adopting both Frank and his brother. So they were both from China and it was nice. And so there is that feeling of you're excited about them. There also is this, are they going to be okay? And so I think this is wonderful, that sense of a lyrics of going on, thinking back of when she was a baby, trying hard to see that face and Linda has a theory that people really don't want a second child. They want their first child to be a baby again. That's why they have another child. I think there's not a 
that's not totally true, but I do think there is part of that because, you know, you, they be, they're so sweet and then you're going through all this, the stages. And so, yeah, I love that verse. I, I love the imagery of, and I know it's not necessarily Lily, but in my mind, it's Lily heading to the University of Colorado, which is, I believe, where he went. She went to school, and actually, uh, I was going to mention that Lily graduated University of Denver with a degree in Denver. psychology in two thousand six. Yes, so, so I so. knew it was a Colorado school. Yes, and yeah. and John will mention that Bonnie Ray sent his kids to college uh, <laughs> <laughs> because of her covering his song. Yeah, and I, I love that. At first, it's his journey, and now he's moved it to his journey with his oldest. They're going. And then we get the chorus again. Yep. All right. Want to go to the next verse? Sure. Um, um, mom left at home. She's a spark plug, a real firecracker, and in four years, she'll be gone. They just blow through your life like the wind on the plains, like the dust that covers everything the rivers fill with rain. Now, if I can have a small aside here, I heard at Jazz Fest, so I know it is public knowledge now. My heartfelt congratulations to the Hyatt family for the next generation. Georgia Ray is a mom now. And he mentioned that he's been spending the last six months babysitting his granddaughter. So congratulations to the next firecracker. And if those genes pay off the way they would did from John to Lily. How lucky are we? We're going to keep on having great music long past when all of us are gone. That is awesome, though. It does seem how can Georgia Ray be a mom? That just doesn't connect. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that is great. Very nice. And you Um, guys said something about on the Cherry Red episode about you wanted a female to cover Cherry Red. I'd love to hear Lily do it. That's a great idea. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I would love that too. Yeah. I think that's just, and I especially think that if this isn't John or in John's mind, someone in that level where, you know, we only had the one, we just, Chris, but you can imagine you take your oldest to college and then all this, the countdown is happening to Mm. the next one and then the next one. And and in four years, she'll be gone. I think is a great line that she's going to do. And they just blow through your life like the winds on the plane is because it does. I will tell you as a parent, it goes quick. It goes very fast. And you, I, I sometimes, Chris is 34. So I'm like, damn, that's middle-aged almost. How can my kid be 34 years old? Which tells you how old I am, take a drink. He's got the learning. Congratulations, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And similarly, I never had kids, but I have a much younger sister who graduated college while I was at Jazz Fest. So I had a fraction of that feeling of, wait, how did that happen? And just to go back to those lyrics, they just blow through your life like the wind on the plains, like the dust that covers everything till the rivers fill with rain. There's a lot of imagery in there. And it's not exactly like flying a kite 
hopeful imagery. There's dust covering everything and then it being washed away. I'm not quite sure if it was just the geography that was surrounding John that inspired those particular lines or if he was trying to make a particular point. What do you think, guys? I think it's, yeah, he... I don't know if it's a particular point, but the point is that the journey that, like we've already said, we don't know if this is meant to be autobiographical or but let's just say it is for the simplest of, of, of reasons. And sorry, John, you can blame me, but let's just say this is him and this is his daughter and this is all this stuff and whatever else. And you have to circle back to what you want to get back that time maybe that you missed or whatever. And that time is being blown away by this huge ass wind. It's being covered by the dust and then it's being washed away by the rain and it's filling up that river where it's like the river of time. You never know Mm -hmm. how much we have or how much we don't have. Like Mm -hmm. again, like I mentioned earlier, I saw the next 50 years of my life. I got four and a half years and I did this. I said this about six months after Karen passed, she still owes me 46 years. (laughs) Oh, it's like this whole time thing and messing with time or, or talking about time and with this song and how he wants to circle back to the time that he knew or the time. That's why not all of us in the world, but most of us, especially I'm a nostalgist. And what that basically means is I live off of nostalgia because I want to go back to those times where I knew that everything was maybe going to be okay. Not that it's not going to be okay. We, you never know what the future is going to hold and all that stuff, but it's just one of those things where you at least know what the not okay is and then yep. you can get through it as opposed yeah. to the great unknown. Yeah. So again, Jesse, you and Linda have been married for 40 something, almost 40 years. Karen and I were married for about four and a half years. And in that time, we always would say to each other, oh, wow, it feels like this is year 10. And it was only, it was, we went, we were going a million miles a minute and we were doing things and progressing through our relationship and all this and all that and everything. What sane person sells and buys property and gets married within four months of meeting each other? No sane person would do that. Oh, wait, then again, I'm not sane. But it's one of those things where you have, again, to reference another John thing, you have these stolen moments of these times that you want to return to because maybe where you are now isn't want to be or going back. Yeah, I think so. And I do love the imagery of they blow through your life, right? This is not only your children, your friends, people you care about, people that make a difference in your life. And and we know that John will use imagery and that wind on the plains, like a dust that covers everything. And then the rivers fill the rain, right? We have the dust bowl imagery of everything and then the rain possibly cleaning it off and making it better. So yeah, I, I, great, great, a great. And what makes this, I think, even better is it is sentimental lyrics with a rock and roll beat. Yep. This yes. is this is fast. It is energetic. It's got guitar solo. It's got a strong drum. It's got a beat and you could dance to it, right? <laughs> this is it feels like rain is this slow bluesy. This is almost John putting a 45 at speed 33, right? 
And I think that works. I think that the sentiment of the words matched with energy of the music helps make this a, a wonderful song. And as you talked about, Sylvan, I'm not someone who gets some dances either, but I would be wiggling in my seat enjoying this. And as I was listening to this today, I really was just smiling, loving this, the energy that it was giving. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about the Midlife Crisis album of Perfectly Guitar, which was 12 years before this one. My math is right. And here he is saying that like, oh, that life just passed by so fast. And it's not in a, I'm going to rebel against it way. It was like, I feel he's saying, wasn't I lucky to have that brief last of madness of firecrackers and the moments of missing my daughter as I go back through the empty space. And Mike, thank you so much again for sharing your thoughts about the time and how, what you expected didn't work. And then I'm sure you were feeling a lot of really distortion around my mind of your life. But I think we all feel something like that, whether it is started by a tragedy or just started by a realization that you thought you were being paying attention, but none of us can actually recognize each moment of our life. We tune out because we're busy at work, because we're just trying to get the kid off to summer camp or whatever, as if I know what that's like. But then all of a sudden you realize, oh, the summer camps are over. Oh. There, there's something else happening and there's diapers in the My and congratulations. But. Yeah. So one of my favorite stories that Springsteen tells is that when the kids were born, he had middle of the night. Duty. He would get up at two, three in the morning. He would change the diaper. He would give them the bottle because it worked with his schedule. He was a I'm a musician. I stay up late anyway. But then when they started getting older and in school, he would sleep till 10, 11 in the morning. And he tells the story that Patty went to him and said, you're missing it. You're Mm -hmm. missing it. The morning is when they're the best. By the time they get back from school, they're tired. They want to talk. You are missing it. And he's, what am I supposed to do? And she says, cook him breakfast. And so he said he went to the person who was their chef because, hey, if you're the Springsteens, right, you have help. And like, how do I make pancakes? And the guy taught him how to make pancakes. And Bruce made the joke, and this was in the Obama podcast, that if everything else goes to hell in a handbasket, I could make a living being a short order breakfast cook (laughs) because I learned how to fry bacon and make pancakes and cook eggs. And, and then the great Jimmy Buffett said he was talking to Bruce one time and he says to our kids, we aren't anything but the pancake makers. That's all our kids see us as. Yeah. I I think you miss the moment. And if you aren't careful, they're going to be gone. And I think this is um, a beautiful kind of story of that and being happy and that pride. I think if John had to choose between him winning a Grammy or Lily winning a Grammy, he would pick Lily a hundred times out of a hundred because she's his daughter. 
Great. Anything else on this song we need to visit before we give our ratings? I think we're rating time. Yeah. Okay, good. Mike, you're first. Visitors first. So remember our scale. I, I know. I trust me. I know the scale because I use the scale for myself. So over on the GeekCast Radio Network, a number of years ago, we created the GCRN Universal Rating System. It is zero to five with half points. So I am on Jesse's side <laughs> with the half <laughs> points. And we have a whole explanation. I'll maybe I'll send you the link to that page, Jesse. You can throw it in the show notes or whatever. But with this being, I don't know how many times I'm going to end up on the future, but with this being my first appearance on the show and talking about this song and just listening to this song. And again, as I mentioned earlier about the whole thing of circling back to things, things that are familiar to, for me, it's a five hands down. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yay. Sylvan. I thought I was going to be the heavy handed one, but as I said, I have so many happy memories of putting this song on and cheering for, you can call them characters of the song or the real life Hyatt girls who we pictured as small children and then all of a sudden they're going off to college. And that parental warm and fuzzy that I get from John that means so much to me. It's definitely a four for me. I'm not going to go five because there's just so many other songs. And that I think it's a five song for certain people. I can't say that this is a song I would use to introduce John Hyatt to everybody. It is for some, hence the four stars, but it's not the, I know that I could play this for anybody and they would understand how brilliant a songwriter and performer John is. And asterisk that I believe, if I'm remembering right, this was an album that John produced himself. And as we've learned, sometimes John needs a little outside nudge one direction or another to get the special sauce to bring it from a four to a five. And look, like you guys said, yes, not every song is going to be a five, but the thing is with me, it's if I, I like it, if I don't, I can look at it analytically. I can cut it down piece by piece, lyric by lyric at the end of the day, like Jesse said, we're all going to be nodding our heads because this fat guy don't dance kind of thing (laughs) where it's like, that's just what it is. There's usually when I take points off is, am I really going to make it a four and a half just because of the stupid earthquakes? And I'm not saying stupid earthquakes to insult the tragedy of that happening, but just the way I read the line after just looking at, no, it was just a super fun. Hey, if I listened to it for seven hours straight, I must've had fun with it. (laughs) Agreed. So I, wow, I am really surprised because (laughs) I was worried I was ready to give it a three. Like, yeah, it's a very solid John Hyatt song, but Sylvan is big. So um, I feel like I'm the Russian judge this time. I'm going to give it three and a half. I think it's, I think it's a good Hyatt song. I I like it, but I would rate other things about it. So I'm going to give it three and a half. So we are all over the board on this one. And I, I wish we had that. video right now to see Mike's face. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> All right, Mike, if someone wants to reach you and to tell you how right you are in giving <laughs> it five, how can they? I'm on Twitter at TFU and Mike. You can also head over to geekcastradio.com. We've got, I forget when this episode out. So Mike, edit this. June 1st, 2023 is our 14th anniversary. We've got 
over 3,000 podcasts recorded and released. We've got years and years of content from movies to TV shows to music. I have my own music spotlight that I did back in the day. But yeah, basically, I'm on Twitter at tf 2 Mike and geekcastradio.com. Check us out. All right. And Sylvan, if someone wants to reach us, where can they? They can find us on the Perfectly Good Podcast Facebook page. They can email perfectlygoodpd at gmail. We're also all over the John Hyatt fans page. I am Sylvan Green Eyes on Twitter and Sylvan Groff on Facebook. And I am at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter. You can follow. There is a, on our Facebook page, there is a list of what's the upcoming songs. And we would love for you to join us anytime to share. As always, we appreciate the support. I just posted today on Good Pods when we're, this will come out later, but today as we're recording this, we were in the top 10 on Good Pods on like music discussions. So yay for us. So thank you, Mike, for hanging out with us tonight. This was absolutely, a lot of absolutely. fun. A Coming up next, folks, we've, absolutely. Coming up next, folks, yeah. we've got Cold River from the Master of Disaster album. Nice. And uh, so Sylvan, thank you. And Thank you. Uh, I, I think we got to end with have a little faith. Have a little faith. Have a little faith. Bye. Bye. Baby, we can come on home. Put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the court of It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.